to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Kalen. How are you guys doing today? I am doing pretty good. Um, We're going to do something a little bit different with this episode. I have a guest with me today. Say hello, Lillian. Hi, I'm Lillian. So Lillian is on here today because we are going to be discussing the first Twilight book of that saga. So... The Twilight book. Um, now, I have known you since you were, what, 13? Thir- Probably 13, yeah. So, going on six years now. Um, when did you first read the Twilight book? Or did you see the movie first, then read it? I watched the movies first, I think, when I was in, like, eighth grade. And I loved them. And then I think maybe like three years ago, I really wanted to read the book, so I borrowed them from you. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. The first book came out in 2005. You, I don't even remember what you know. I would have been two. Okay. So, yeah, I, so when that came out, I was a, I was a freshman in high school. (laughs) God, I feel old compared to you now. Um. But I, when, when I first read the book, I don't know if you, since you read, since you saw the movies first, um, when I first read the book, I got a little bit of a kind of like a Beauty and the Beast vibe from it. Um, I can see that. Okay. Cause yeah, cause you've got, some people might not understand that, but it's the, um, girl everyone wants Mm -hmm. and then you've got the outcast that everyone's just like no don't go near him so it has that vibe to it and i i remember watching i went and saw uh i went and saw the movie in theaters when it came out because that came out my senior year of high school is when the movie came out god i feel old (laughs) Um, but, uh, I, I remember I went and saw it twice. I saw it with Max, my brother, and then I saw it with my friend Rhea and she's just like, I don't know how I, I love vampires. I didn't know how I, I didn't know about this before, but one of the, I, in your opinion, what do you like more the book or the movie or are they both equal? Okay. And in my mind, I think, I don't know, like, the movies to me are so, like, like iconic and everything, but then after reading the books, I think the books do a lot better than the movies in some areas, like, storytelling-wise, mainly storytelling-wise, like... Because in... 
I like I like the the book better. The only series where I love the book and the series and the and the um and the movie is the same as the Harry Potter series. Mm-hmm. They do them all justice in that, but I don't feel like the movies do the Twilight series justice. And yeah. when you read the book and you are reading from Bella's perspective, you see her as this very confident young woman who she's a little lost in life right now. But when you get to see her in the movie, she's this very... She's just so unconfident and, like, yeah. she's, like, like stumbling over her words and, like, she doesn't know what to say to, like, Edward or, like, anyone. Like, she... I don't know. It, it's this whole... It's, like, almost they directed her to be um, this shy person, but... In the movie, she's, or in the book, she's not. She's just very, mostly, like, it seems outgoing. She has this very outgoing personality. And I I did not like how they portrayed her in the movies, but that could just be how Kristen Stewart acts. I've Mm -hmm. seen her in a couple different movies, and she does have that very, that quality in, in, in her in the movies that she did when she was younger, she had that quality of, you know, it's, oh, oh um, I can't, I, I, I don't know how to put this and it's not coming to me of how to string these words yeah. together, but it could just be her acting style. Yeah. One of the things that I, I did not, that I absolutely hated that was in the books, but not in the movies was Alice's storyline. They can, oh my god, They yeah. completely took yeah. that out. I mean... And she has one of the, like, most interesting storylines. Yeah, and and I I really wish that um, uh, Stephanie Meyer would kind of... I know that she's made, she's done another... It's it sort of not exactly a spinoff, but you've got Twilight through um, Edward's perspective. I wish that she would just yeah. do a storyline... Or just maybe one one or two books of just Alice. Because mm-hmm. Alice is this... In the movie, she's given this, like... Enig- like, like, this bright personality. But you don't understand in the movies how, her per- how she has a personality. Well, in the book. Mm-hmm. So I... I love it that you get to learn it at basically the very end that, yes, James was her maker. She was found in um, a mental a mental institution, yeah. which I think back then they would have called an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's just, she, I think she said, like, I woke up, I was in darkness, and then I woke up and saw the light and whatnot. And then you're just like... Okay, this was something that was huge. Yeah. This, and you completely ignored it. That really should have been in the movies. Because that would have... Because how they do with the movies, it made it seem like Carlisle was the one to make everyone except for Jasper, which we learn about Jasper in a later book. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like with like Alice and Jasper and Edward who have, like, beyond the normal powers of, like, vampires. Like, they 
like Jasper can like feel and influence other people's emotions and Alice can see the future and Edward can read people's minds. I feel like they say like in the book, like it's just an extension of like who they were as a human. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm pretty sure in the book or it's maybe in like, I know there's like an illustrated guide Mm -hmm. that they say that like Alice had like, like kind of like visions of the future as a human. Like she just like, she not like, to a, like a psychic ability yeah she yeah. had like psychic abilities and that like kind of like is the reason she can like now see the future as a vampire mm-hmm. and like edward was so like perceptive of like people like as a human so i would just wish they would like have mentioned that in the movies instead of just being like okay edward can read people's minds alice can see the future like i feel like that backstory would have it just would have like elevated the yeah. story and then even if they did like a better backstory of how none of the Cullen clan are allowed to go to the push at all. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 I I mean they explained it, but I feel like they skimped on it a lot. Yeah. And I feel like I'm I'm trying to remember Charlie in the books, but I think I, I, I really did like Charlie in the movies. Yeah. Honestly, he, like, Charlie in the movies is one of the, like... Best characters. Like, benefits yeah. to the movies. Yeah. Because he had that... Uh, I One of my favorite moments was when um, Bella was going to go uh, play baseball with Edward and his family. And Charlie's there cleaning yeah. the gun. And, and <laughs> he's just, like, cocks and he goes, all right, bring him in. Because it's a typical dad moment mm-hmm. they're always just like oh guys coming in to to take my daughter on a date oh i got the shotgun ready mm-hmm. and i he he has that comedic sense of relief and he also has that that look about him where he's just like i'm a new dad i don't know what i'm doing yeah. um like he has that vulnerability about him mm-hmm. in a way I like, though, how, like, like, I remember in the books, like, I think that I'm pretty sure it's in the first book. There's this scene where, like, Charlie tries making, like, spaghetti, and he, like, can't even make spaghetti. Yeah, but, yeah, he, like, burns water. I think they said the only thing he knows how to make is toast and eggs. And, like, that's a little, like, like, come on, like, you could make spaghetti for your daughter like you don't need your daughter to be like making she's not supposed to be making you dinner no, i i here i so charlie has been a single man for the past i'm going to, if bella's 17 then i'm gonna say for the past 15 16 yeah. years and so you know how many we're gonna take your dad out of this, I'm going to take my dad out of this as well. How many men do you think actually know how to to cook from, especially, like, your, my generation? Yeah. And, yeah. and he, so, Charlie would have probably grown up in a household where his mom would have done most of the cooking. Mm-hmm. And then when he was married his wife would have done most of the cooking. So, and, and given his job where he's probably always gone, he really, it's either been like fast food or, or just a quick 
fix or at microwave the, at the diner or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, but that that's something that I don't like. That whenever they're seen having uh, a, a meal together, they're at the diner. Mm-hmm. I I like that Bella had this ability to to help care for someone. Yeah, I like that, and and they kind of just like threw that plot out. And again, made it look like Bella was incompetent to do anything in the movies. Yeah. Yeah, she's cooking for Charlie all the time in the book. Good. She used to do that at home, too, and she liked it. So cooking cooking for some people is like a relaxation for them. Mm -hmm. It's like a way for them to de-stress or just... For me, when I cook, I'm just like, okay, my mind's off and just thinking about what I need to do. It could be something like that, like her her zen. Yeah. I'm sure, like, after doing that for, like, her mom and then now, like, her dad, it's just, like, her routine now. So I'm sure it's, like, yeah. a comfort, like, relaxation thing. And, th- and that's not saying that she, if she cooked for her mom, it's not like she did that all the time. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, it could be a relaxation thing. Yeah. Plus, if she wants to eat something that's not diner food, you kind of have to cook for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way that they portrayed the characters. And a character that I did not like at all in the movie, really in the first movie, was Jasper. Because I feel like... I loved him as the character in the book. Mm-hmm. I just feel how they portrayed him in the movie, like... You don't really know Jasper, I feel like, until, at least movie-wise, you don't know him until Eclipse, really. Yeah. And and you get a, you get a little bit of a, of a vibe from him in, in Twilight. And, yeah, the vibe comes off as scary, intimidating, yeah. and all that. And I think you have more interaction with him in the book than you do in the movie. I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree. No. But okay. If you could be any character in any of, in, in the twilight series, um, who would you want to be? Ooh. I feel like Alice, like yeah. Alice is just the coolest. Like, yeah. She, in, in my mind, she has the best origin story. Yeah. And the coolest ability. Mm-hmm. Because you see the future and you can change it. Yeah. And I feel like reading minds, I would just have a migraine 24-7. No, that would, I I mean, like, I know it annoys Edward, like, having to, like, hear everybody's thoughts. Like, that would just get on my nerves. Like, I, I don't want to hear about no your worries. No, and... Like- and, and- you're in high school. What are all the guys thinking yeah, about? Yeah, the thoughts and then you of have teenage to, boys. Oh god, oh god, forever. And, like, and, and it's just like, it's just like you. Oh god, yeah. They do just keep on going back to high mm-hmm. school. Yeah, I, it makes me. I, I've always thought about this. Where I've watched, I've read a lot of books, watched a lot of movies that have immortal beings in it. And I'm just like, okay, every, if they don't age and they look the same throughout the years, how many, like, there's only so many cities and places that you can move to in the U.S. before you have to start going to places nearby again. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, well, we come back to uh, Fox. 
I'm thinking Harry Potter first minute. Uh, Forks, we come back to Forks once every like 30, 40 years. I'm just like, that's that seems, not long yeah, enough. Yeah, that's too short. Like the people who you went to high school with aren't like still alive. Like they yeah. might recognize you. I, it would have to be every at least 70 years. You would have to go back to a place because most of the, but but who knows now with everything being digitized yeah yeah so i i can feel like in like the probably from mid 80s and before that oh it was probably easy to do all that but after that internet came around and and yeah people can i mean like the myth that vampires won't show up in like mirrors or on camera like that's not real in the twilight universe so like someone at the high school can take a picture and Edward is going to be in the background and then Edward comes back 40 years later. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> cover blown. <laughs> yeah. And, and the one thing that I found, like I found it so interesting when I first read the book and now looking at it, what it's been, how many years since the book came out? 16, mm-hmm. 16 years since the book came out. God, I feel fucking old. Um, the one thing that, like, I thought was so cool then now looking at it, I'm just like, that's really weird and kind of funny. It's that they sparkle in the sunlight. Yeah. Like, when, when that first came out and they showed that in movies, we're just like, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing. We want to sparkle in sunlight too. So like all, and it, it's, it's like all this body lotion that had like little bits of glitter so you can go out and kind of like sparkle. And then, I don't know. It, I find that just so hard to believe because yeah. we always grew up with the myth. If a vampire goes out into the sun, they start to burn. It's been yeah. in everything except for Twilight. And also, no fangs. Oh my god, you're right. No, I've they never realized no, they don't have fangs. No, they don't talk about fangs at all. They're just like, oh, our teeth will cut through it. I'm just like, my you're teeth human. can barely yeah. cut through a steak. I've I've literally never like realized no, that. No, because every everyone thinks about the fantasy of it, but when you bring it into real life, and you're just like, okay, if if I were like this, how would this be? And they're just like, our skins are as tough as diamonds. Okay, um, so you can still probably get scratched somehow. And uh-huh. oh, well, if their skin is like as tough as diamonds, then like I mean, there's scene. This is like later, but in the movies, like they get like ripped. Apart. All right, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 weird how this how it all comes together in this, and I I don't know if when Stephanie Meyer was originally writing this, if she, I know my stomach is growling. Um, if she kind of like thought of, uh, thought through everything, how it's going to go or kind of just, I honestly don't think she did. Like, I think she, maybe this isn't true or not, but I read somewhere that when she started writing Twilight, the first scene she wrote was Edward and Bella in the meadow. So, it, everything she wrote before that was just getting to that point mm-hmm. so like all of like the lore and everything she like wrote to fit that 
scene of him like sparkling in the meadow and everything. So I think she like she had like probably like a general like plan, mm-hmm. but she made things. Yeah, she made things more fit together. Yeah, yeah. And and that it it does make sense how she would do something like that. It really does. And um, it I don't like the book altogether is amazing. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't deny that it is great writing. The story is fantastic, but if it's like trying to. I, and, and I'm not trying to dog the series at all, but I don't know. There's just some points of it. I'm just like, I don't know if I 100% agree with how mm-hmm. this was played out. Yeah. And the I'm, biggest thing I don't agree with, honestly, is just like how fast Edward and Bella's relationship is oh developing. And I think like it's literally like the span of like days they're saying I love you and like dying for each other and it's like okay that's not that's not believable no it's almost like a very I mean in the book they quote um Romeo and Juliet Mm. and it's almost like a it's almost it, it can almost seem like a somewhat twist on that as well and I'm just like, I, I'm sorry, but, and especially with, like, the, the rest of the entire Colin family, except for Rosalie are just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll throw our entire lives away mm-hmm. to help, yeah. help out those, this girl, and I don't know, and one, there's another character where I don't think they completely gave justice to, and that's James. Yeah. In the movie, James was, like, this... I don't know, they, he seemed to, um, he didn't seem manic enough. I I would agree to that, yeah. So in the book, you have him as this diabolical genius. Mm -hmm. He had his, he was this hunter that never gave up. Yeah. And in the movie, yes, he was a hunter that did not give up. Or a tracker. Sorry, not a hunter. He was a tracker. Um, but the fight scene, even with it was just between him and Bella, it's just like, I don't find this as believable as I did in the book. So in the book, he was very taunting he did this whole what every supervillain does monologues he yeah. had this whole huge monologue where he confessed in being um alice's maker and and he and he basically explained everything that he was going to do and he was this he in the book i'm not gonna say he was insane but he had this very one track yeah. mind where in the movie you didn't really see that you saw this guy it was all it was he was obsessed yes but not to the point where we saw it in the book and i uh, wish yeah. they and i wish they would have made him just a bit more almost psychotic yeah he's not the most like believable villain like 
in the movie and everything. And I, that's another thing. I think they should have like reinforced more in the movie. Like James is a tracker. Like that's his special like yeah, ability they, or whatever. They just kind of said like he's a tracker. He's he a tracker. Give yeah, that, give that's it. Like I don't know. It's just it, it makes him less believable. But I do like how in the movie how they like introduce James and Victoria and Laurent like with those little scenes and mm-hmm. with that like fisherman or whatever he was. Oh yeah, uh Waylon. Waylon. Yes, yes. I I think that helped introduce the like conflict in the first movie because like in the book we we, we don't we're just reading from Bella's point of view. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't know that the the attacks are anything more than like a what did they say a bear? Oh uh, yeah, bear attack. They, she doesn't know that it's anything more than a bear attack. So that I think makes like when we finally do get to James and Victoria and Laurent in the book, it's kind of like where are these people coming from? Like mm-hmm. I don't. So I do like how they did that in the movie. Like introduced them with like little scenes showing that oh they're they're the evil vampires. They're not like the cons. With with one thing with James, Victoria, and Laurent that I found so funny in the movie is you see them running through the forest you know what part i'm talking about I know about. What part you're talking running about. through the forest and then charlie and all them are catching them and you see victoria barefoot hit a pile of dirt but when you see how her foot hits when she's running when they come to with the whole still it's an entire footprint that is made perfectly on a mound of dirt that looks just like daintily stepped in. I'm yeah. sorry, but here's the thing with how she was running, it should have only been like the the pad yeah, and her, her toes. Foot barely like touched the ground yeah. for like running at super Yeah, speed. I'm just like there should have been a, a hole in the ground that looked that had the similarities to the pad of a foot and toes. But no, it is an entire footprint is she flat-footed yeah is that was <laughs> i mean <laughs> um yeah for the plot, for the plot. <laughs> it was just it was such like a not well thought out scene yeah i i agree <laughs> <laughs> and and coincident so the director who directed the first Twilight movie, if I'm remembering this correctly, also directed the first Fifty Shades movie. If For I'm, real? Yeah, I, I want to say it's the same director. Catherine Hardwick, is that her name? Maybe, I'm gonna... I'm either thinking of... Maybe I'm thinking of someone else, so I'm actually gonna look that up real quick. But because if I that's true, say... that's really, like, ironic. Because isn't Fifty Shades of Grey, Twilight fan fiction i think so um okay i'm on their imbd page Catherine hardwick is the director of twilight and let's see what else she has directed i I'm hope that's so, true i'm gonna be so mad if i'm wrong at this because i right now i'm looking at it i really think that i am nope. damn it i'm wrong i'm wrong what I think, well, I, I can picture, I think I know, okay. 
I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think I don't think Catherine Hardwick is this huge like Hollywood director. Sam Taylor Johnson, her husband's an actor. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So I I I so thought I was so right at that. I was not. Um no, but I mean she's she hasn't I don't from what I could tell in her IMBD, like the last movie that I saw of hers that she directed was Red Riding Hood, which is a phenomenal movie in my opinion. I, I like it. It's and it also has the I cannot Billy Burke is the guy who played Charlie. I think that's his last name. That sounds right. He's also in um uh Red Riding Hood as a dad. And that too. Really? Yeah. That's um, weird. You haven't seen it? No. I'll have to I I have it, I'll let you borrow it. So another character that I kind of want to talk about is Jacob. So we haven't really talked about him yet. And we get to see Jacob as, in this one, as a full human. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in the, in the movies, I think he's portrayed a little bit more with puppy love than, yeah. than in the books. So you don't, and I don't think in the books all that much we get to really see much of Jacob in in the first book. And we know that they, and, and one thing that they don't talk about at all in the movies as far as I can tell is Jacob's sisters. So if you didn't read the books, you had no idea that he had other family. Yeah. Um, I think in the books it does talk about his mom, but they don't discuss it in the movies. No, I don't even think his sister's Rachel, right? He's got two sisters. One lives in Hawaii, is married to a surfer. The other is somewhere, I want to say like California, maybe. Am I like thinking of it right? Like one of one the of boys them's... is imprinted on Jacob's yeah. sister. One of so one of them's already married. The other one's in college somewhere. And one of the boys does, but that's not until the fourth book. Yeah. So, um, but with, with the one thing that I, I don't, it's, Jacob has this, like, one-track mind when it comes to Bella. And it and it starts when he first sees her, which we learn the reason for it later on. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I feel like Jacob would have stood more of a chance if he wasn't so, oh, my God, look at me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Mm-hmm. If he, basically, he was too whiny about it. Yeah. And... I don't know if that was, if that was Stephanie, Me- I know my stomach is just growling. <laughs> um, if that was just Stephanie Meyer's thing, but I, 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 don't- I honestly think she never like intended for Jacob to be the choice. Like it was always no. going to be Edward. So she needed a reason for Bella to pick Edward in the end. So I think that's why she made him so like, but I, 
I don't like how forced this love triangle would be, especially the reason why she was then forced more into Jacob's arms, which unfortunately we're not going to talk about mm-hmm. since it doesn't happen in this book. Yeah. Well, I mean, book Jacob in the first one, he he's not really there much. Like he no. gives Bella the truck with his dad, Billy, and then comes back at the end at prom because Billy wanted him to warn Bella. Yeah. And I I have no problem with the first book and movie Jacob. I think he's a sweetheart. Yeah. I think he's it just, he's like fifteen, yeah. right? He's and it's just like, like kind of after that is when after changes. that we all hate Jacob. Yeah. Because right? yeah. <laughs> a lot of from what I've heard from a lot of people, their favorite books in the entire series are the first Twilight book and then also Breaking Dawn, which is the fourth. Mm-hmm. They the most hated book that I've asked, I've asked a few people this, and I'm just like, what is your least favorite book of the Twilight series? Their answer is always New Moon. Are you serious? Oh, oh they hate it. Okay, they, I... They hate it. I'm just like, why? And no. And, I... and the reason they say this is because that whole entire block of just Jacob. In New Moon? Yeah. Yeah. I... You, you, a I, lot of, like, my friend, like, she doesn't like New Moon because there's hardly any Collins. <laughs> but, like, and, but I just love, like, the vibes, mm-hmm. personally. Like, and especially the movie. I know we're not talking about New yeah. Moon, but, like, just the New Moon. I Um, <laughs> one of I, in, in in the movie, we get to, we do see a lot of characters, and the one part in the book that I liked more than in the movie, again, was the van scene, where she almost got crushed by it. I feel like the way that they filmed it, it was so weird, because here's the thing. It was supposed to go, like, flat together, but now it's at, like, a V. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make any sense. And plus, he didn't really, in the book, he was able to, like, kind of, like, pick up the car and kind of move it away a little bit. Now it's just like, I'm going to stick my hand out. And here's the thing. No one questions the ginormous dent in this van no one no one questions it i'm just like you should question it not even tyler and it's his van yeah and then no one's just like oh we see edward cullen just kind of like skipping down towards like a a a field uh, towards the other end of the school while his family's on the other side when in book it's just like he's there and then he's gone you don't get to see how fast the collins actually move and i hate that i want i want to see how fast the collins can move Mm -hmm. because they're just like in a blink of an eye he's 20 feet away yeah the way that they filmed them like when they're like having like super speed moments in the movie makes me like it's it's iconic but also a little cringy like i don't know how they filmed it but like so it's like is... they're like 
stationary, just like moving forward. So this is how this is how they did it. Because I also did this in the Underworld series, where you've got like a um, almost like a treadmill moving, but it's being pulled by a truck. So they're running on it while this truck's going like. 40 50 miles an hour but that treadmill is only going maybe five yeah so it looks like they're really they're actually running and doing that later in later movies they're running on a on a giant treadmill um in front of a green screen mm-hmm. but this one they actually had something dragging through the woods and i like that they filmed the first movie in forks they Did they actually? Yeah, and all the other movies were done in, like, Vancouver. Well, that makes it seem more like, okay, this is what Stephanie was picturing. Mm-hmm. This is what the high school looks like. This yeah. is what the yeah. dining so, room looks like. I, like, they were actual places in this town. And I remember watching, I think it's in the... If you watch the Twilight DVD or Blu-ray, whichever it is now, um, you see kind of like this, there's like a documentary or something of like all these people when the first movie came out, they're just like, oh my God, they filmed in our town. And, and mm-hmm. it was like this whole thing with it. And I'm just like, that's that's cool. I can yeah. I don't know if Bowling Green has ever had a movie filmed in it, but Clyde has had one movie filmed what in movie? it. Welcome Home, Roxy Carmichael. Sounds like a classic. It <laughs> uh, was a uh, Winona Ryder movie. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of it, but they filmed it in my high school. Oh. Yeah. That's so, cool. so I just have that small brag I can yeah. do. But it was filmed in the eighties, so we had redone most of the most of the high school, especially like the library where it took place at. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's just a small brag. I'm I'm pretty sure I've seen the video that you're talking about where the like Forks actual residents are mm-hmm. like excited and everything. But I also feel like for the Quillutets, mm-hmm. like the actual tribe that Stephanie based them off of, I think they were done a real disservice. Oh God, yes, they were. I think having everybody go to their reservation and just not truly appreciate, I think, I in the first place, I don't think Stephanie got it right with the them at all. I think she like, fantasized their tribe and like made them seem not real as native americans and i think she i don't know i think she is really at fault for that yeah and and i i get that she she got better with them as the books went on i think it was mostly it might have been a little bit of new moon when um it got a little bit better with them than you fully understood. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not New Moon, Eclipse. It was more of Eclipse when we got a better understanding and actually got to meet them and, and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, Emmett. Yeah. So, and we were talking for a little bit and uh, you said Emmett has more personality 
in the movies than he does in the books. And yeah. I, I I do agree with that. He it seemed like in the books he was just there for muscle. Yeah. He was this what six three burly guy who was mauled by a bear. Yeah. And and you just see him as this this funny guy. And I think one of my favorite parts of his was when they're in the field and they're getting ready to play uh, baseball. This is in the movie. And he's like doing that whole like boxing stance, mm-hmm. like getting warmed up for yeah. it. And it, he, he has, he is the comic relief of everything. And he, I think him and Charlie bring the comic relief in the movie that can be very, the movies can be a little dark and 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 sad and tragic and so it's nice to have these lighter characters who are just like sometimes acting dumb yeah yeah i i think it brings i think emmett brings something to the movie like he i i don't know who the actor is i don't know his name uh kellen lutz yeah kellen lutz i think he does an amazing job playing emmett mm-hmm. he understood Emmett. And that actually was not his first movie that he did with Ashley Green who plays Alice. Really? Yeah. They were, I've never seen, I've I've seen the um oh, uh, the IMBD for for the movie. I've never watched it but in it, I guess they play like love interests. Ooh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, and and you, it seems like that happens a lot, especially with um, younger actors, where they're even if you take Shailene Woodley and the movies that she's done with, like the Divergent movies and everything else. So um, she was in movies with Miles Teller, um, Anson, whatever mm-hmm. his last name is that was just in West Side Story and and has some legal issues, yeah. it seems. Um, but she's played love interests of both of them and then Brothers with One and Enemies yeah. with the other in the same movie then, too, in the Diversion series. And so it's... It seems like a lot of times that you have a lot of these characters... Are, since they are around the same age and that same generation can do all these different um, roles together. Um, now with Nikki Reed. Reed, yes. I couldn't think of her last name for a minute. Um, she, I, I, she did fantastic with with uh um your stairs are so creaky uh with playing rosalie because rosalie is this very standoffish ice queen Mm -hmm. and she plays that role well and we do learn in the later books of why she is the way that she is Mm -hmm. and and you know once you learn kind of her reasons for her attitude you're just like Okay, we get it. And and sometimes you can um, relate. And and I will give Stephanie this. She made a lot of these characters very relatable. Mm-hmm. 
So I'll I'll, I'll give her that. I, I mean, yeah. I, Rosalie seems like a bitch sometimes, but I I don't blame her for feeling like threatened by Bella when like if Bella tells anyone, if someone finds out from Bella that they're vampires, their whole life is upended. Like their home is gone. Yeah. So and, I don't blame her for feeling like wary of her. No. And it I think I think that she has the right standpoint on when first meeting Bella than all the other ones do because they're all just like, oh well, this is this is Edward's love, his is his person. They're just like she's she's the only one that's just like she's a threat to us. I mm-hmm. hope you know that. And she does become a threat. She becomes a threat because of James. Yeah. And I don't know. Um, I I don't know. I I think Rosalie did exactly. She Rosalie was portrayed exactly the way that she was in the book mm-hmm. with the movie. And I think I do think Victoria and Laurent were played. I think Laurent could have been a little bit more forthcoming with information in the movie than because he was in the book. His book, he was very forthcoming, but he's playing everything kind of like close to the chest. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't think there's anything else that we really need to talk about with this. I would just say overall... Maybe the book is better, but something about the movie, like the like blue filter they put over it, and like I don't know, it just it has like a nostalgic feel. So yeah, <laughs> we're ending just as guests come over and the dogs are going crazy. Um, yeah, so I I do agree with that. I do. Um, so with that all being said, we're we're done for this episode, and I will be back next week with another guest doing New Moon. And um, until then, please um, rate, subscribe, and review. Every little bit helps other people find this podcast. You can also you can find me on social media at Not Your Normal Books at Gmail or at Okay, you can find me on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Not Your Normal Books. You can also email me at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Any um, book suggestions, thoughts, feelings, questions, your take on any of the books that I've done so far. So that's that. And I'm going to say goodbye. Bye. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys next week.